Today you are in for it. You are going to hear a super deep conversation about spirituality and astrology with one of my soul sister entrepreneurs who happens to be a spiritual business coach that leads women into scaling their businesses to exponential wealth. Tune in to check out this conversation between V and I. Hello, and welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. I am here with one of my soul sisters, Veronique, from Canada, who I have the pleasure of meeting in containers, and we have spent some time together. So V, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure, well... First of all, thank you so much for having me over. I am so excited to be part of your podcast. I love your work and everything. So I jumped on the occasion when I saw that you were opening spots. So I am V. I am a spiritual business coach, and I love to focus on both strategies and mindsets. So I love to go back to basics with my clients because sometimes we overlook the basic part of business. But I also love to mix my own little spiritual touch to it. So I include astrology and spiritual practices to help my client remove blocks, energetic blocks, and scale their business to exponential wealth. That's awesome. Now, I want to also express that you really are all about the mixing of all of the energetics and that we can manifest so many things in our lives through using astrology, through using energetics. So can you speak to some of that about the magic you bring into the world through energetics and manifestation? Yeah, of course. So basically astrology, I'm going to start with this. Astrology changed my life. (laughs) I was one of those skeptic people. Like, you know, if you Go back five years ago, I would tell you that astrology was not a sound science, that I did not understand like why people were so obsessed with moon phases and planets. And then I actually got into it and I was proven wrong like a thousand times over. I am someone that love, I mean, I love to realize how wrong I am. I'm not someone that's shy of saying I was wrong and I was wrong about astrology. So once I discovered how much astrology can do for you as a person, like, you know, how much it can help you understand your soul, your soul pattern, how is it that you work, what kind of traumas, challenges you're going to face in your life, I definitely wanted to add this energy, this way of doing things to how I was approaching business. I mean, I am a bachelor in marketing. So obviously when you go to college and they teach you marketings, they teach you the, you know, A to Z's traditional marketing strategies. But when I dwell deeper into my spirituality and then when I learn astrology, I just realized how business strategies could benefit from all those energetic works 
that spirituality and astrology can bring to you as a business person, as a business owner, as a CEO, as a woman in life in general. Now, just curious, because I'm an astrology nerd too, what are your big three? So I am a Cancer, Scorpio rising with Moon in Leo. Depending if you do traditional or not astrology, my chart ruler is Pluto or Mars, (laughs) depending what school you're going about. It's so funny because when you look at my chart, like a lot of people that are not necessarily versed in astrology, they tend to define someone by their sun sign. So they're like, oh, you're a cancer. But when you look at my chart, I'm actually mixed between Scorpio and Leo with a flavor of cancer. See, but that's, I think, so important to recognize because you're right. So many people go by their sun sign and that's it. When in actuality, it's not always the case. For some people it is, but for most, it's usually the moon or rising sign that really is who they are. Yeah, exactly. And that could not be. And even when I looked at my partner, this is something the first time that we met. And of course, I'm an astrologer. So my way of stalking people is like, okay, what are your threes? When and where are you born? I need to know. And then he was like, oh, I'm a Leo. And then, you know, trying to, I guess, like get me to date him. He's like, oh, Leo and Cancer. Apparently I Googled it. They go so well together. (laughs) And then like, I meet the guy and I'm like, I don't see the Leo. I need to see your chart there. And realizing how much Virgo. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I see the Virgo now. We're good. Yeah. So it sounds like he balances you out though, with all that Virgo energy. Oh, seriously. When you look at my chart and you look at my seventh house, I have my seventh house in Taurus with Venus in it. So it's like, I definitely, well, first of all, relationships are really important for me and I need grounding energy to Mm -hmm. feel secure to like speak to my little like water emotional side (laughs) and definitely he is definitely a really good grounding force that's amazing and look at that like it's just it every time I hear something like this it just continues to blow my mind as to how accurate reading your natal chart really is we're getting it read for you it's just like it really is the blueprint for who you are I always say it's the blueprint to your soul. It's like, it's your soul's contract. So powerful because it maps out literally your life's path, not just like one moment, but the evolution of your soul throughout your life. So this is, and again, this is why I found it so important to make a huge space for astrology when I speak about business strategies and business energetics. Because just by looking at someone's chart, you can already plan a basic business plan, playing on someone's strengths, challenges, soul's pattern, patterns, the way they implement relationships in their lives, the way they communicate, the way they think. So I would say definitely, like if someone's listening to this and is not into astrology, this should be the first thing you do before going into business. (laughs) Absolutely. I, you know, and I've always been into astrology, but it's just to apply it is that whole extra layer, you know? Now, how do you find your astrology? Do you mix that when you're manifesting? Do you mix that with manifestation or are those two different areas for you? 
So this is definitely two areas. I got into manifestation even before I went into astrology. I mean, I got into manifestation even before I knew what manifestation was, to be honest. (laughs) It's something that I always even subconsciously did. So for me, manifestation is definitely something that I just do either on a conscious level or subconscious level every day, like every second of my life. But when it comes to astrology, I really use it now that I you know, know about a bit more about it, now that I dwell into it. I use it mainly to lay out my business strategy, but also to help me understand how is it I'm going to react in situations, why I'm reacting this way. It helped me a lot to approach relationships, not only personal relationships, but you know, any kind of relationships that I have in my life, it helped me to understand myself, but also to understand the people in my life. Mm -hmm. And I find this is something really important when you're going into relationship with someone. I mean, even your partner or, you know, your parents, your siblings, your close friends to understand that person, where they're coming from and why they're reacting or acting a certain way. Because when you see someone that reacting to a comment that you made that's been triggered by something that you said or did it's always easier to analyze their response and to not get into defensive mode when you understand where they're coming from right no absolutely I know especially for me I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart and some major placements there and you know my partner says to me all the time he's like well why are you keeping some stuff from me And it's on a subconscious level. I'm not doing it intentionally, you know, and I'm not doing it maliciously by any means, but I looked at my chart after he said that, because I'm like, I don't do this on purpose. And when I looked and made the connection, like Stephanie, you have all this Scorpio energy. That's part of why it's not out in the open because Scorpio likes things under the veil. They like things hidden, you know, they are more private with certain respects. So I was like, oh, wow. You know, so you're right. It affects you in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say like that you had to go into your chart to understand more about your own reactions, because before I actually got into astrology and I was saying to people, oh, I'm a cancer and I am someone who is definitely not shy. I might be more private because of my Scorpio rising. I might be more an introvert or some stuff when it comes to my personal emotions or personal life. But when I'm in a social situation, I am definitely not an introvert. And people are like, are cancer supposed to be like those shy, nurturing, emotional like persons like that keep to themselves? And I was like, well, obviously, like, I don't know. I'm like, something went wrong with my cancer. And then I looked at my chart and I'm like, oh, wow. Like I have Leo in my 10th house and my 10th house is my most active. Okay. This is why. And my moon's in there. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And it's just so incredible to me that more people don't access this, you know, and I don't know if it's because people don't know what they don't know. And a lot of people, I find when, especially when you dive into business, yes, more and more, the spiritual aspect of coaching is kind of making its space on the online coaching industry. But a lot of people that are into business are really like exploiting more, I would say their logical side. Like, okay, I'm in business. I want to make money. And obviously this is a strategy to make money. I don't know, like grow my audience, get content out there, post like every day, be consistent. And yes, those are all coming 
those are all important when you go into business. But then when you approach those people and they're like, well, have you ever considered of having a birth chart reading? And they're like, a what? <laughs> and, you know, because there are still people that even doubt that the moon has like an effect on us. And I'm like, dude, like moon like affects like all ocean, or, like oceans and like you're doubting that it affects our DNA. Like, you know, same. Yeah, we're 80% water. It affects us. See, I grew up super spiritual. So I got my chart read when I was a teenager. And, you know, this was before cell phones. I'm really dating myself by saying that, but this was before we had like a video camera in our pockets that we could just record whatever we wanted, you know? So obviously I did not record it. I want to say I was like maybe 16 years old, maybe. And I got my chart read. And I just remember him making such a big deal being like, you have all this Pisces energy, you're a triple Pisces. But at 15, 16, I didn't know what that meant. You know, and the big takeaway from that reading that I still remember was that I was going to help a lot of people. That was like the big, which looking back, being a teacher for 17 years, I've definitely helped a lot of people in that respect. But I know in my business, I've been helping so many women as well. So you know, even small little tidbits like that just push you into alignment or help guide you into alignment. I love this that you mentioned this because I recently actually did a bird shark reading for, so this mom contacted me and she wanted to have her 13 years old bird chart read. And, you know, so I basically recorded a video. This was not a live reading because she's like, oh, she's 13. She's not really into this right now. Like, obviously she's 13. She thinks she has better things to do. She's like, I just wanted to have this done to understand my daughter better, but also to kind of like watch it with her if she like shows interest into the more spiritual side of her. And I thought that was beautiful. I'm like, wow, like a mother that wants to understand her child so much that she's actually having her chart read and who wants her own daughter to understand herself to at some point in life. And this is beautiful. I mean, one of my friend is expecting, and she's actually going to give birth I think beginning of June. She's going to have a little Gemini. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this child needs to have her, his birth chart read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is something she needs to do. Yeah. I actually, and I don't think she would mind if I shared this, but one of my good friends is pregnant as well. She's very pregnant, like due in a few weeks pregnant and she is having a C-section. So she actually like sat down with me and asked me to pull up the charts for all these different days so that if she had a choice, which day would be better. (laughs) My aunt actually needed to have a C-section too with my cousin. And she was like that too. She was like doing all those research, like, you know, when would we bet for a child and stuff. And I always say universe has like a little funny way of deciding. Like, for mm-hmm. example, when I do astrology, I do not, you know, people are like, oh, I'm a cuz baby. I'm like, okay, this is a term that annoys me so much. I'm like, okay, no, you are not. I mean, I don't care if you're at zero degree of like cancer or one degree. like universe decided you were there. So like right. you are not a cancer slash Gemini or slash whatever. Right. Like, There's no cusp. You are what you are. No, for me, there are no cusp. And you know what happened when my cousin is like at some point, well, I mean, she went into labor. 
uh, prior to her section. So my cousin was like, I am a Gemini. I mean, already you see the character, like before you've even been born, it's like, I'm a Gemini. This is happening now. <laughs> well, and so what was funny is all the days that we picked, I guess the doctor chose differently. <laughs> and so the doctor chose, um, I think April 14th in a few weeks. And so she came in, she's like, can you look it up? Can you tell me? And so I pulled it up. And of course, like it's beautiful transits and the baby is essentially going to either accept to be born at that time or the baby's going to come sooner, you know? So, but I like how you said it's a soul contract because I think being in the human, we forget that we're not really in charge, even though our brains think we are. So true. It's, you know, and it's the same thing with your friend wanting to all get those dates fixed. And I'm like, obviously universe was like, okay, no, you do not. (laughs) This is not working this way. Like, and then the doctor is like, well, it's going to be on April 14th. And then you don't know what's going to happen up there. So for me, it's really, I mean, I believe in reincarnation and I believe that when whatever you go after you pass on this life, your soul kind of picks a new direction to be able to evolve on the best way possible. And this is, so for me, it's like the moment of your birth is kind of like already decided even before you're born. So your soul's pattern is specific to what it is that you need to learn on in this life in order to for your own soul to evolve and keep going and keep learning so this is my really strong belief that your own soul chooses its own path before being even born or reincarnated into your present body reincarnation there's no doubt about it in my life like in my mind and it's just for me, and this is the human coming in, right? This isn't the soul part, but this is the human coming in. I really wish I understood more of my karmic connections here this lifetime. So I could do more healing or whatever work needs to be done. I mean, I guess there's always going to be a level of learning. You never stop learning. And that's, you know, however much you want to learn and learn it all and get it all perfect I mean obviously the beautiful thing about being a human and being on this path is that we never stop learning there's always going to be something new to embody something new to learn something new to discover and I know you were talking about Saturn return like on one of your previous posts because obviously, well, Saturn just changed into Pisces. So a lot of people like me are starting their Saturn return. A lot of people are ending their Saturn return. And I find this is something beautiful about a Saturn return. It's like you never stop embodying. You never stop growing. You never stop learning. And this is such a beautiful transition into life Mm -hmm. to just like take all those years worth of transitioning upgrading evolving and kind of like switching it your path like you taking it all into consideration embodying it at all and be like okay this is my next step this is my new level now for me my Saturn return was like 10 years ago so you know it's quite a while ago but I was looking to see where the Saturns hit my chart at what time and for me when Saturn crossed over my 10th house which was not my Saturn return 
but it crossed over my 10th house in Capricorn, you know, what, four or five years ago, that's when I started this new path. And I went back to school and the entrepreneur in me started to come out. Yeah. Saturn is definitely there. There's a reason it's called a karma planet. Like Mm -hmm. it, it always switch and transform interesting things into your life. And I'm a big transformation person. I mean, like with Pluto in my first I better law transformation, deep transformations, because this is pretty much what I'm going to get. And for me, those are exciting times when you just change path. Cause like, I love new shiny stuff. I mean, (laughs) both literally and metaphorically, like I love new shiny stuff. So transformation and upgrading and up-leveling for me is one of the most beautiful thing a soul can go through, even if it's not easy, Mm -hmm. because in the end, like the, the, the reward of those tasks that you're going to be going through is going to be so worth it yeah and it's something that I worked a lot too because it wasn't like I mean I'm a human being like <laughs> like every pretty much other individual of this planet I used to be really negative and like be really down when you know bad things were happening and I'm glad I went through some really rough patches because those patches like made me realize how worth it they were. So now once I realize this, now when I'm going through rougher patches, I'm like, wait, stop. Biggest setback. This is happening for a reason. And my trust in the universe is absolute. I have like absolute faith. And I'm like, this is happening for a reason. You're going through it. Fine. It's going to get better. And then you see, you're going to see whatever lesson you learn from that. Well, and that's the energetic work that you've done for yourself as well. You know, that's definitely the inner work (laughs) that you can look at it and you have the techniques to calm the central nervous system, to take that step back and see it for what it is instead of reacting to it. Yeah. I always say five months of spiritual coaching is better than five years of therapy. Oh. I mean, it's for me personally, spiritual coaching been more for me than any kind of therapy. So now I'm only like, I am 110% proning spiritual coaching over therapy. People are like, I need a therapist. I'm like, no, you need a good spiritual coach. This is what you need. And part of that is because we're able to connect people back with themselves. Before we hopped on, before we started the episode, you were telling me how you are just a manifesting boss and you are just like a manifesting queen in all areas of your life. So if you wouldn't mind speaking to that a little and maybe give, I don't know, for those that are listening, like maybe something that they can start doing to start seeing more manifestations come to be. I think the clue of it is the first element and probably the hardest element is faith. Because I always say when I teach manifestation, it's like a huge chunk of it. It's like, I'm asking you to to trust into an entity that you have never seen, never talked to. You don't even know like what they look like if they're there because you never personally interacted with them. But I'm asking you to have like total faith with your life in this entity that is called universe. (laughs) So let's, let's face it. Like as human beings, we're used to believe in the concrete things we need to see, you know, it's like, it's not even like Jesus, like Jesus, at least, you know, 
ish because you have an icon of Jesus out. It's nice, like supposed to look like, but whatever universe, you don't even have any, like an image. It's more like energy. It's like a flow. So it's like, I'm asking you to trust into this flow that you've never seen or communicated with, with your voice, because you communicate with your energy, with signs, but, and I'm asking you to have total trust in it. It's freaking hard. But I think the main clue is to not only trust, but deep down, believe it, that it's going to happen. It's not even a possibility. It is going to be on your path. And then to release any attachment that you may have on the how and the timeline. And I think I remember my first big manifestation that started when I was 18 and the concretization of that manifestation only took place when I was 27. This is a nine-year gap. And I remember it was my first time in Paris and I was walking in Paris and I am an academic, like I'm doing a PhD right now. And I remember passing in front of La Sorbonne University in Paris. And I was like, I want to study there. I want to be in there. I don't know how, but I want to be in there. It feels good. And then, you know, I kind of like let it aside, but I never really forget it. Like, cause that's also something about manifesting. You, you should not obsess over it. It's like, it's there, but it's kind of like on the side, just like, you know, it's processing. It's like, you know, when you have something downloading on your computer, it's like, you know, it's processing, but you're not necessarily looking at it download because, you know, you have something else to do. For me, it's the same thing when you manifest something. It's like downloading. It's like out there in the universe downloading. So you kind of like know it's there, but you don't look at it downloading. So fast forward, it's like nine years and I'm applying for, you know, to get into my PhD. And there's this possibility that my university offers to do your PhD in collaboration with like a foreign university to end up with two PhDs. And I end up choosing France for diverse reasons. And that I wanted to direct my thesis in Paris was at La Sorbonne. Wow. So nine years later, I entered La Sorbonne University. And same thing, when I entered this program, obviously it's expensive because you need to, you know, pay your travels to study to that foreign university. And I remember my parents being like, how the heck are you going to pay for this? And I was like, don't worry about it. It's going to happen. I had no clue I was going to pay for it. I just knew it was going to happen. And fast forward a few months after when I actually started my first year of PhD, there's a scholarship that's open for only for the students in my precise department that I chose to change last minute in. It's a 60 grand scholarship to help students travel to foreign university. I end up getting it. Of course you did. Of course I did. And I wasn't like, of course I was happy. But when I received the mail, the email that told me that I got it, I remember I was, I mean, I was super happy, but deep down I was like, yeah, okay. I just knew it anyway. So I'm just going to wait for it to come into my bank account now. And it's having that faith and just that deep knowing that what you desire is already yours, you know? And I really like, I mean, the metaphor was amazing with the computer because you're so right. So many times we're obsessing over it. We're watching each and every little like tick of the computer go around, you know? But one thing that I love that I've read a lot, I want to say Wayne Dwyer said it, but I'm not 100%. But in terms of manifestation, 
I'll see it when I believe it. And that's really what you're speaking to is this idea of believing it before it's actually in front of you. Yes, exactly. And that's what we're also conditioned to do. Like, and it's an expression that a lot of people, oh, I'll see it when I'm going to, when I'll believe it, when I'm seeing it. Right. And the manifestation process is the exact opposite of this. It's the exact opposite of the conditioning that we've been receiving since pretty much the moment that we were born mm -hmm. to, you know, believe it before you see it instead of seeing it to believe it. And I think that, like you said, we need to start reprogramming ourselves to do the opposite so that we see these manifestations come either easier or quicker or whatever adjective you want to use. Yeah. And it's also the, having the faith that not only like it's going to happen, but it's going to happen when it's going to beneficiate you the most. And I see it in a lot of clients that start their business and it's normal. We're human beings. We want it to happen and we want it to happen now. And even when I started my business, I was like that too. I'm like, okay, why, why isn't it happening? Like, why am I not already making six figures now? And I'm like, <laughs> even though I was, I've been doing this for only two weeks back then. I'm like, why isn't the six figures already there? And I remember my coach at the moment being like, Let's say that tomorrow you have 10 new clients that, you know, get into your one-on-one -on -one, like container and you have your six figures. Do you have space in your schedule? Is your lifestyle able to accommodate those like 10 new clients there? Are you going able to be able to sustain this business model? And even though I didn't want to admit it was no, because let's face it, when you start a business, it's a process. It's something new. It's something that you're not used to do. It's like something that you need to integrate into your life. And most people, when they start their business, well, obviously they're already having like a main job to, you know, pay bills. So it's like a side gig that they're doing and that they have to learn to integrate into their schedule. So if that person has like from one day to another 10 clients signing in their one-on-one -on -one container, great, awesome. How is that person going to deal with it? A lot of coaches that I see who have really not instant success because I do not like the term, but let that have rapid growth. A lot of those coaches tell me after that, that they burned out after that first year. Because they had rapid growth, which is amazing. They did like so freaking well their first year, but they did not have the business model necessary to implement that growth into their life. Mm -hmm. So I truly believe that whenever this is happening, it is when universe is like, this is happening now because this is the best time for you. Because yeah. you've learned what it is you need to learn to be able to make this work. And on the opposite, if something happens that ends up being bad for you, well, this is, this was a lesson that you needed to learn in order to achieve something even bigger that is going to last you. But I think that's the best advice, which is difficult to swallow, but to really just let go of the timeline and the how. 
And it's, again, it's something really hard that we are not conditioned to do because as human beings, we need to know the whens, the hows, with who, you know, and supposedly it's because we need to prepare for it. Right. But we're never prepared anyway. No, exactly. That's the excuse. (laughs) Oh yeah. But I need to know because I need to be prepared for it. Yeah. And when you literally have blind trust in the universe, the universe does reward you and surprise you in miracle kind of experiences. Yes. And this, I will always remember also one of my coach teachings when I remember I was frustrated that one of my programs was not selling as fast as I would like. And then I was like, but this is because you're too attached to one way of doing things. She's like, what it is that you want to manifest in your business? She's like, you want to manifest a million dollars or you want to manifest like a sold out program? And I'm like, well, of course I want to manifest a million dollars. Like, I mean, you know, that's, that's the angle I think for everyone to manifest like, you know, like exponential wealth in their business. And she's like, well, yeah, your ultimate goal in this is not to manifest a sold out program. It's to manifest like those clients that are going to pay for your iTicket like offers. So she's like, what if someone sees your launch for your program, but doesn't buy into your program because that's not what they need. That's not what they want right now. But two months after you end launching, that person contacts you and it's like, okay, how much is it for a year of private container with you? Yeah, I haven't sold the program, but I sold like a one-year container. Well, I just, I think this is a conversation that we could just, you know, continue to go down the rabbit hole with. So I am going to stop us here, but before we go, how can people stay in touch with you? How, you know, what are some current ways you can help them like right now if they wanted to find you? Sure. So I have both a Facebook and an Instagram account. So definitely Instagram is a really good way to keep track of me. I try to post daily content, daily stories. I also have a Facebook community where I give free monthly master classes, where I do regular lives and where I, you know, update my offers on a regular basis. So Facebook and Instagram are definitely the two main ways to communicate with me. I also have a website where I post regular blog articles if that's something that, you know, people want to read a bit more. I'm also on YouTube, so I post regular spirituality and astrology related videos, but definitely for someone who would like to either get in touch with me, get into a discovery call or get into a program or one-on-one container, Facebook or Instagram are definitely the places to be. Okay. And you said a discovery call, but do you offer like sessions that somebody could book just if they wanted like your natal, their natal chart read or something along those lines? Yes. So I do offer individual services that are not necessarily like, you know, private containers or programs. I do offer personalized tarot reading, birth chart readings, and spell casting. And those are my three main individual one-time service that I offer. So yeah, if you're not ready to book a program or, you know, are not necessarily looking for a one-on-one container yet, this could be a really good option to get into my world with All right. Great. Well, V, it's been a pleasure chatting astrology with you. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll put all of these contact info into the show notes. So definitely make sure to check her out. Well, thank you very much for having me, Stephanie. That was so lovely to chat with you.
All right, you guys. So I really hope you loved listening to V and I nerd out about astrology and spirituality and all of the things. You can find all of her information in the show notes. Make sure to go check her out. And if you're looking to be a guest on the show, shoot me a message and I'll send you the link to get started. Alrighty. As always, sending you so much love and light. Have a magical day.